Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Charlemagne the God. show. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. Hello, everybody. Uh, let me tell you, the holiday spirit is definitely in the air tonight. Human resources told me I can't say which holiday, so whichever is your favorite, that's the vibe. Yeah. We've got a great show for you tonight, so let's get into the headlines. As we all know, the presidential election is in full swing. Posters are interrupting your dinner campaign, ads are interrupting your TV shows, and people are intentionally visiting Iowa again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's check in on the latest developments in our ongoing election coverage with Democracy 2024. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Donald Trump, the only rich person who's never heard of Ozempic. Now, yesterday we were talking about how everyone is worried that if Trump gets back into the White House, he's going to declare himself a dictator. <laughs> and now with Trump is firing back saying, hell yeah, I am. At a town hall overnight with Fox News host Sean Hannity, Donald Trump was asked what should have been an easy question. Would he abuse the power of the presidency during a second term? I want to be very, very clear on this. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever if reelected president to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? You mean like they're using right now? He dodged the question, but minutes later, Hannity pressed him again for an answer. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight, you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, one. He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be. You know, he keeps. I <laughs> love this guy. He says, You're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, No, 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 other than day one. Yeah. Uh, here we go again. Okay, once again, Trump telling us exactly what he's going to do, and no one's believing him. You Trump supporters are all in my mentions with your clown emoji saying, you Democratic shill, you're overreacting. Trump's not a dictator. 
He's telling you. Okay? And no, it doesn't make it any better that he says he'll just be a dictator for one day. <laughs> Saying you're going to be dictator for one day is like having sex with your partner and telling her you're only going to pump once. <laughs> Ladies, would y'all believe that shit? <laughs> exactly. No one ever pumps once. <laughs> On purpose. And, and by the way, I can't believe I have to say this, but are you going to be a dictator is not a normal question. You should have to ask a presidential candidate. <laughs> if you have to ask your babysitter, are you going to eat my kids? It doesn't matter what their answer is. The fact that you needed to ask them means you should get another babysitter. So Donald Trump is currently running on a platform of dictatorship, and the only man standing in his way is President Joe Biden. Seen here looking at his own approval ratings. <laughs> People have been questioning why Biden hasn't stepped aside, and last night Biden gave an answer that just raised more questions. Now to President Biden's candid new remark on why he's running for re-election. During a closed-door fundraiser Tuesday, Biden told supporters, quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running, but we cannot let him win. And just a short time ago, John, he renewed his claims that he's going to beat Trump. Watch. Do you think there's any Democrat who could defeat Donald Trump other than you? Probably 50 of them. You do believe that there are? I'm not the only one to beat him, but I will defeat him. Oh, my God. This is Biden's ego talking, okay? If you think there are other people who can beat him, step aside, all right? I know you think you've got this in the bag. <laughs> I, I, I know he thinks he's got this in the bag, but the polls say otherwise. I want Biden stepping in to beat Trump the way I want him stepping in to defend me at a bar fight. <laughs> I appreciate you caring, but I don't like our chances. <laughs> The point is, we don't need Biden to beat Donald Trump, just like we didn't need RBG to stay on the court, okay? Maybe if RBG had retired during the Obama years, we'd still have Roe v. Wade. Maybe. But people said, no, she needs to be here to protect Roe. And now, look, both of them are gone. <laughs> it's true, they're both gone. <laughs> See, the facts are, Biden's not getting any younger. He's not going to get any more popular, and he's not getting a new running mate. So please, Mr. President, give America the ultimate Christmas gift and step aside. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a more important election. Every year, Time Magazine announces the person of the year. <laughs> so that people remember what Time Magazine is. And this morning, we found out who won 2023. Sam Jacobs is Times Editor-in-Chief. Sam, good morning. Welcome to today. You can reveal right now who it is. Are you ready for it? We're ready for okay. it. The 2023 Time Person of the Year is Taylor Swift. Okay. Let me just, let's just get this out of the way, Sam. Because the world is on fire right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is Person of the Year, and it purports to say this is the most influential mm -hmm. person or group of persons in the world this year. You pick Taylor. We know about her influence. How did you justify this decision? There are a number of different choices that could have represented 2023. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anyone who's moved so many people so well as Taylor Swift did in 2023. Yeah. Also, my teenage daughter doesn't speak to me, and I thought this would help. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. But yes, 
Uh, Taylor Swift is Time's Person of the Year, which is terrible news for Taylor Swift. Have you seen how the past few winners of this are doing? <laughs> Last year, Zelensky won. How's Ukraine doing now? Year before that, Elon Musk got the cover. How's Twitter doing now? Year before that, Biden and Kamala got the cover. Enough said. <laughs> Forget Travis Kelsey. If this pattern keeps up, next year Taylor Swift is going to be dating the punter for the New York Jets. <laughs> but the question is, does Taylor Swift deserve to be person of the year? To discuss, we turn to Ronnie Chang and Michael Costa. <laughs> with you, Ronnie. Why did Taylor deserve this cover? Well, uh, as a Swifty, I can say, isn't it obvious? A massive tour that generated like $5 billion for the U.S. economy, a movie about that tour that saved movie theaters, and she made football even more popular. Not to mention all the breakups she got me through. I mean, I was getting dumped on purpose just to enjoy those songs more. <laughs> Good point, Ronnie. Okay, that's the pro-Taylor side. Now let's go to Michael Costa. Michael, give us the anti-Taylor side. What? No, no. No, 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 no. I'm not doing the anti-Taylor side. When did this happen? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to criticize Taylor Swift on television. She deserves all her success. Her music is great. She was terrific in that Cats movie. I wish nothing... I, I wish nothing but the best for her and her army of incredibly passionate and defensive fans. Michael, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. You were telling me earlier today how stupid you thought it was to give her person of the year. No, 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 like, no, 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 Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Charlemagne. This is not what I said, okay? I wasn't talking about Taylor Swift, and you weren't even talking to me. I've never even said words until now. How am I doing? Listen, listen, can't we just talk about something less controversial, okay? I've got some strong opinions about Palestine, and I... I, I don't be afraid, Costa. Remember earlier you said you couldn't believe with everything going on in the world, they'd give person of the year to some overrated singer-songwriter. <laughs> yeah, you said that. Who dances like Phoebe from Friends is being electrocuted. <laughs> you, yes, that was you. You said, and I quote, I wish Kanye would interrupt her more. Charlemagne. Charlemagne. You said that. Charlemagne, I have a family. Please, okay? I, I didn't say anything anything like that about Taylor. That wasn't even me. Yeah, yeah, I think you're confused with Ronnie. Yeah, that sounds something like Ronnie would say. Yeah, don't you know him? He's always like, I hate everything, uh, in including Taylor Swift and babies and puppies. Oh, f these bloggers. Uh, yeah. Charlemagne, these Taylor Swift haters like at Michael Costa on Instagram and yeah, at Michael Costa underscore on TikTok, they disgust me, okay? First, despite what Michael says, the way Taylor Swift dances makes her relatable, all right? <laughs> and two, she can easily fulfill all the responsibilities of Time's Person of the Year, okay? She can pose for the cover, she can hang on the wall, and then and, and, that, and that's it. Those are the responsibilities. <laughs> Michael, he's got you there. <laughs> are you at the airport? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, what does it look like I'm doing, you loose lipped snitch bitches, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm fleeing the country. I need somewhere to hide out, somewhere safe. Oh. Uh, one ticket to North Korea, please. <laughs> 
They don't have any internet there, right? Come on, Costa. You really think the Swifties aren't going to find you? Well, that's why I'm changing my name to something generic, like John Mayer. <laughs> All right, good luck with that, my brother. John Mayer and Ronnie Chang, everyone. When we come back, we'll find out the truth about Vivek Ramaswamy. So don't go anywhere. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. To the Daily Show. Tonight was the final debate of the GOP primary featuring three well-known politicians and one newcomer with surprising staying power. Who is this upstart who Donald Trump is reportedly considering as a potential running mate? Well, he's the subject of our latest Daily Showography. Americans are divided, fighting over everything from beer to voting etiquette to whether that mother is real. It can seem like we're living in different realities. Luckily, there's a presidential candidate who exists in every reality. Today, I am announcing my run for president of the United States. A powerful being who can travel between dimensions without even pausing for breath. President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. As U.S. president, I would have made different judgments than Donald Trump made. The climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a hoax. Climate change is also real, by the way. Cancel Juneteenth and one of the other inclusive ones we made up. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. I'm very open to banning TikTok outright. Yes, I'm officially on TikTok. We're going to be on here a lot. Pop some drama, mean, because this is the Daily Showography of Vivek Ramaswamy. Enter the Ramaverse. Vivek Ramaswamy was born on Earth Prime to Indian immigrants in Cincinnati, Ohio. He learned at an early age how to navigate the multiverse, being raised Hindu but educated at a Catholic school, and eventually using both to his benefit. I share those same Judeo-Christian values, more so than even many self-professed Christians. You see, Vivek is more Christian than most Christians because he's Hindu. By the end of high school, he already knew that time is a flat circle. The word commencement comes from the French word commencer, which means to begin. And yet now we use that same word commencement to describe a ceremony marking the end to our four-year high school experience. It was undeniable. This bright young man owned a dictionary. After graduation, Ramaswamy went on to study at Harvard and Yale and came out a man of the people. I think many people are like me, people who are disgusted with the establishment. Yes, separately, Harvard and Yale are the establishment, but together, they cancel each other out, like a hamburger and a salad. 
After law school, Ramaswamy was ready to tackle the world. One version of him became a stand-up comic. I was actually a one-time aspiring stand-up comedian in New York City myself. Another became a pro tennis player. I'm a tennis fanatic. If the path was open to me to have pursued that career, I would have done it. And a third entered the business world as the founder of Royvent Sciences, a company that sounded scientific but also wasn't. Instead of developing its own products, Royvent bought failed drugs from real pharmaceutical companies and tried to find uses for them. Because those drugs might not work in our universe, but maybe he could sell them in a universe where they did. Many of Royvent's secondhand drugs failed, but in the multiverse, failure and success are all the same thing anyway. As a hard-headed businessman, Ramaswamy had no interest in the world of politics. I was out of politics back then. I was an apolitical guy. But he was propelled into yet another alternate life by the only force powerful enough to rip a hole in the space-time continuum. Wokeness. I was a CEO who, like so many CEOs, was browbeaten into potentially making statements on behalf of Black Lives Matter after George Floyd died. Among CEOs in America, I was unique in saying that I refused to do it. It takes a brave man to take a stand against sympathy for the dead, and the Republican Party took notice. As an Indian American who isn't Indian American, Ramaswamy was just the person to assure white conservatives that while racism exists, it also does not. I'm sure the boogeyman white supremacist exists somewhere in America. I've just never met him. Maybe I'll meet a unicorn sooner. That's right. Vivek has never met someone who hates people of color, aside from the guy who cuts his hair. In 2023, this anti-elite outsider with nearly a billion dollars in Ivy League connections was ready to quantum leap into the Oval Office. But which recent president would he model himself after? Yes. Well, you have to give Vivek credit for following the Trump playbook to a team. Jim, I'm sorry, you're fired. John Lemon, you're fired. They're saying that you're the Republican Obama. The skinny kid with a funny name. This skinny guy with a funny last name. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. E pluribus unum. From many, one. From many, one. Yes, Ramaswamy shamelessly borrowed from two men who won the presidency, and yet he simultaneously will never be president. Remarkable. Ramaswamy picked up supporters in one dimension as a classical pianist, and in another as an equally accomplished rapper. My name's Vivek. It rhymes with cake. It ain't about thee. It isn't about me. It is about thee. The United States is about liberty. Snap back to reality. Off there goes gravity. Oops, there goes mom's spaghetti. When not spitting bars, Ramaswamy is talking about the issues, familiar issues like closing the Mexican border, but also the upside down version of that. Don't just build the wall, build both walls. And who's going to pay for it? Mexicanina? Ramaswamy is a thoroughly modern Republican. And also, he's not a Republican. I kind of cringe when someone says fellow Republicans. I'm not a party man. He's a man whose principles make him strong and also weak. Your greatest strength firmness of my convictions Mm. biggest weakness firmness of my convictions (laughs) indeed his firmness of conviction is like a coin it has two sides and ultimately isn't worth very much but that's the genius of vivek ramaswamy he's not merely a christian hindu elite every man successful failure classical rapper independent republican anti-immigrant child of immigrants he's everything everywhere all at once. When we come back, 
Michael Rubin will be joining me on the show, so don't go anywhere. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. My guest tonight is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and social justice advocate. He's the CEO of Fanatics and the co-founder of the Reform Alliance. Please welcome Michael Rubin. How are you, sir? Doing amazing. How you doing? I am blessed, black, and highly favored, man. Now, that's, a, that's a pretty good response. I like that. Yeah. You're worth uh, $11.5 billion, Michael Rubin. How did you make your money? I'm a pocket brick, watcher, a right. pocket Brick by watcher. brick, working my ass off. Yeah, right. Come on. Tell me more. Give me the dirt. You know, selling T-shirts, jerseys, okay. hats, starting the merch business. But honestly, I grew up as an entrepreneur my whole life. I was a horrible student, mm-hmm. barely made out of high school, didn't go to college. Actually, I went for a part of the semester, flunked out. Um, worst athlete in planet Earth. But I always love to work. And since I've been a little kid, I've always been working. So I've been eight years old, selling things, baseball cards, snow shoveling, and then just started a ski shopping when I was uh, 12 years old. Yeah. Is that a dream? Like, you sit around at 12 and be like, I want to be a billionaire one day. No, not at all. I realized, like, you go to what you're good at. And I was literally good at nothing but working. So I gravitate to what I love to do. Do billionaires have a group chat? Is it like you, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> Bill Well, Gates? we want you in the group chat, of course. But, you oh, know. I know. Listen. I act my wage. You act, listen, you act your wage? Mm-hmm. All right, so you're definitely a group chat, for sure. You're in a spine. You're going to be there. No, listen, I love hanging with all types of people. I learn from everyone around me. I've got so many different types of friends. So there's no group chat with lots of really successful people. Okay. Well, what are you planning to do with all your money when you transition? You well, know, first Warren of all, Buffett always says he's going to give it all well, away. Well, first of all, I've never transitioned. I want to work as hard as I work today until I die. Man, you that rich that you don't have to die? <laughs> yeah, I, I, why would I die? Like, I want to be like 150 years old and just keep killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living yeah. my best life every day. Do you think it's fair uh, for Americans to hate billionaires the way that they do? You know what? I understand why there's that hatred. I think when you're really successful, you have a big responsibility to give back to make a difference in the world. I Which think- you do. And I think if you do it the right way, people appreciate it and you get a lot of love. I don't feel like I get hate for being successful, but I also feel like we do a lot of things to make the world a better place. And that's my responsibility. I owe it to people to do that. What political party? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What political party is better for the economy, Republicans or Democrats? Listen, this, this, I'm not a political person, but what I will tell you is... I didn't ask you that. I said, what political party is better yeah. for your pockets? Well, well, I'll tell you, in business, you take no political party because that's the best answer for business. But um, for business, what would I say is better? I honestly, like, I'm not, not a cop and I, I don't think about it. Like, I focus yeah. on what I can control and I can't control politics. And by the way, I don't like politics because I don't like the outcomes of things taking forever and nothing getting done. So politics aren't for me at all. True. 
I'm sure they come to you to like donate though. Do you donate to political campaigns? I do. Okay. I do. And, and um, you know, I donate to people who I think can make a big difference. I'm generally much more of a Democratic, you know, giver than a Republican. I, I can't remember the last Republican I've given money to, mm -hmm. but I want to give money to people that make a difference. Gotcha. By the way, my guy, I'm going to say the guy I started with, and I'm not really into politics, but Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, is my guy. Okay. He's amazing. I hope that guy's president one day because he'd kill it. A lot of people and, say Biden should step aside and somebody like Shapiro should step up. But they got a lot of good candidates, but, mm -hmm. but Josh Shapiro is a guy who I think could be an amazing president, and I've been working with him since he was running the Montgomery County, which is like the township I grew up in. Wow. You do a, a lot of work in uh, criminal justice reform as well through the Reform Alliance. Um, speaking exclusively about criminal justice, which presidential candidate do you think could get the most done? Because you work with both of them. Um, well, you need both of them. The yeah. truth be told, to get anything done, you need to bring both together. And if there's one thing I've learned, if you only work with the Democrats, only work with the Republicans, you can't get laws passed. So right now in Pennsylvania, we're working to get a very important law passed to change the probation and parole laws. And we're bringing both sides together. So you really can't get laws passed if you don't work with both sides together. It will not work. Tell, yeah. Tell the people... You know, some of the things Reform Alliance has, has done, because y'all have done a lot. Yeah, so, so Reform Alliance is focused on changing the very broken probation and parole system. What's crazy to me is that 25% of the people that go to prison jail each year don't go for committing a crime. They literally have what's called a technical violation, and they go to prison for not committing a crime. So you know the story. Everyone knows the story. Meek Mill, who's, you know, family mm -hmm. to, I think, each of us, he popped a wheel on a motorcycle, and he went to get, got sentenced to prison for two to four years for not committing a crime. So that was the inspiration of starting the Reform Alliance. And we've now changed um, 17 bills, 11 states, and we've reduced 700,000 people. <laughs> so, 700,000 people less today on probation and parole than when we started this uh, less than five years ago. And we have amazing founders, Jay-Z, um, you know, Meek Mill, Robert Kraft, myself, Clara Sy. We have Laura Arnold. We have so many amazing members that have come together. By the way, Republicans, Democrats, just bringing people together to fix the really screwed up and broken criminal justice system. I love the story you tell about realizing there was, there was two Americas because of the Meek situation. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. If you're just being completely blunt, up until... Up until the time I was, um, probably five years ago, I really thought the criminal justice system worked the way it was supposed to. You would have said to me five years ago, you know, what percentage of people that go to prison and jail should actually go? I'd say it's like 99%. Mm -hmm. Today, I'd say that is the most screwed up, broken system I've ever seen in my life. And the amount of people that go to prison and jail for not committing a crime, um, you know, we've learned a story about someone who got married without permission from their probation officer. They went to prison for that. Yeah. You know, Meek, if he went to pick up his kid 10 minutes from where he lived without permission from his probation officer, would have gone to prison. And so what we really want to do is just fix this screwed up system. We are making good progress. And by the way, it's hard. We're taking a business approach to, you know, a political problem. Yeah, the system isn't broken, though. Well, it's designed to work that way. Yeah. Well, well, most of those people you're yeah, talking about are black and brown. I'm yeah. Sure. Uh, by, by the way, I, I, I agree with you, but I also say sometimes, like, things just, like, inertia kicks in. You just got to go and say, like, we looked at this and said, we're going to take a business approach. We're not going to, you know, allow this to work the way it's working. And you know what? We've made a lot of progress in less than five years. Absolutely. Y'all doing great work. Let's talk about Fanatics, because you're the CEO of Fanatics, which is a one-stop shop for sports fans, if you don't know. Are you working with college athletes now with the new name and uh, image and likeness rules? Well, by the way, I remember, I was just reminded, last time I saw you, we had a little wager, 
and you were wearing a Sixers jersey, I think, for a month straight. So I thought you were going to come out in the Allen Iverson Sixers Mitchell Ness jersey today. That's what I expected you to be in. You know, you were a man you were and sticking to – I wore you, it, though. I you, wore it for that month. You did wear it for the month, yeah. I think. Yeah. How does it smell after, like, 20 – did it smell good after 29 I wasn't playing days? no ball in it, just waking yeah. up in the morning wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, no, co- college athletes are a big deal for us. Actually, I just came from uh, Dylan Harper's announcement at the Fanatics headquarters okay. uh, who came out uh, that he's going to Rutgers today, and certainly a, a huge moment for Dylan. And we were proud to host him at Fanatics today. But college athletes drive our business. We own Tops. We have a big trading cards business. And that's really about the best college athletes in the world, now selling college jerseys. So we're super excited about the changes that allow us to work with college players directly. How do you think college athletes are handling having all that money, man? It's, I'll, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. um, someone said to me um, a couple days ago, they were thinking about giving a kid who was in 10th grade millions of dollars. And I said, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be going to prom soon. Like, we're going to be making a pitch outside of a prom. Yeah, uh, so it's crazy. It's, it's very um, hard to get your head around, you know, you know, how young these kids are. But it's such an amazing situation in reality. I mean, these kids, they work so hard. They're so good at what they do. They drive our business. So I'm really happy for them. But we used to talk about 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds, and now we're talking about 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds. I did have a conversation with Drake that we should sign his kid, um, who I think was four or five when we first came up, four four years old when we came up with the idea for it. Bro, you start early. Yeah, you know what? I mean, we started at like 19. Now we're like in 10th grade. Soon we're going to be at the kindergarten. Jesus Christ. By the way, that kindergarten ball, we want him at Fanatics. (laughs) Talk to me about the Fanatics Athletes Immersion Program. Yeah, so, you know, look. One thing I feel is we're blessed to do what we do. We're really lucky to work with so many great athletes every day. We work with 3,000 incredible athletes. And so we wanted to come up with a program where we could help athletes, you know, really figure out what they're going to do when they get done playing. So we're now building a program that next year, together with USC, we're going to have 60 professional athletes in all the major sports come and intern at Fanatics and also um, – and they'll start, they'll start with this internship program mm-hmm. at Fanatics and also at USC to really – do all the different parts of Fanatics. So they work in Mitchell Ness. They work in our live commerce division. They work in our trading card division. They work in our online sports betting division and our merchandise business. And just learn all the different things that we do. And we did our first class um, a few weeks ago, and it was incredible. WNBA players, Major League Baseball players, they had so much fun. It was great for me to feel like we can help them figure out when they get done playing, what are they going to do next? Is there an uptick in uh, WNBA jerseys now? Definitely an uptick in WNBA jerseys, and I think a lot more upticks to be had. All right. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Now, Michael, you throw what is now an infamous white party in the Hamptons, all right? And it's called a white party. a small party, party for a few a small of my friends. Party. Yeah. And it's called a white party because everybody wears white, not because everybody is white. I just want you all to know that. Last year... I think our diversity is pretty good. At the oh, you have party. an amazing yeah. diversity. We're going to talk about that right now because you gave us this infamous photo. I call you the notorious H-U-G, okay? Because you like to hug rappers from the back. Listen, All right. I'm a, I, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. I'm yeah. making hugging cool in 2024. That's my goal. I mean, Fanatics, Reform Alliance, it's all about making everyone hug in 2024. But what it comes from, if I'm being honest with you, is I love bringing people together. Yeah. And so, like, I've always been a hugger my whole life. And so, um, you know, there might have been, that could have been, like, you know, a few shots, maybe 10, 20 shots into the evening when there, there, there could have been a picture of, you know, me jumping on baby's back. And, you know, at the time, I didn't really look at what went on Instagram and how other people could perceive. But I'm a big hugger. You told me that, you, you know, you don't uh, you're, you're 
And I want bigger hugs from you, too. Like, I didn't feel no, like I got a really nah, great. Nah, when when, when nah. I came here, I felt like I got a medium Yo, hug. I didn't get a big hug. I saw Michael out one night, and I was like, don't even think about it. After I saw and you know what? Baby picture, had I had five drinks, you would have got a giant hug from behind. You, t- you told me that you don't like hugging little baby, though. You said you're, you're, you're skeptical. No, no, no. What I said was, baby's such a brother to me yeah. that we were in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and he looked at me. He's like, you know, you can still <laughs> hug me. He was like, we, he was messing around with me. But I think um, I'm serious when I say I like, like, I don't like when people just want to pick at things and find out what's wrong with things. And to yeah. me, the white party is about bringing people from all different cultures, all different backgrounds together to have a 13-hour incredible evening and morning. 13 hours? 13 hours. you got to be built for this, by the way. There's like training camp. I remember having a conversation with a couple people who are some of the best athletes in the world. I said, look, you really got to be built for this. Like, I know you may be a superstar in football or superstar in basketball, but there's a 13-hour endeavor here. So are you sure you can make this? That's not like a cocaine binge to me. 13 hours? No, no, 13 no, hours no, of no cocaine. <laughs> it did end this year with, I think, Kevin Hart and I crawled up the steps together. It was more of a crawl than a, than a walk. Yeah, I mean, you do seem to make like these street rappers and like athletes it's melt. Like, nah, I, this look, one picture you and Embiid, like, look at that. It's so cute. Listen, it's my guy. It's my guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, listen. We, Why we, do you we, think you have this effect on them, you personally? You know, I think, you know, a lot of rich people, a lot of people that are successful, they're not relatable. They're not normal. And so, like, to me, for someone who barely met at a high school, got a 780 combined on my SATs. That's not for half. That's combined. Okay. <laughs> Got a 1.87 in the one semester I went to college. Like, the only thing I'm succeeding on is, like, common sense and a little bit of relationship skills. And so, you know, but that's what makes me me, which is why you're going to give me a big hug at the end of this. Oh, my God. All right, Michael. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, All right. Okay. And it wasn't from the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's never been yet. There's no liquor in that cup. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Michael Rubin, y'all. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy.